gang's all here again. I'm Jeff. Tom. I'm Kim. And this is the Three Old Reds Fans Podcast coming to you from Shea Generette Poolside on a lovely Monday evening in Reds country. The uh, rest of the world's getting ready to watch the Home Run Derby and we're here talking about the Reds. Um, we are just a short drive from our good friends at Beans in the heart of Cedarville, that famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Bumpus Jones. As always, Big Reds, welcome to our many new listeners and our longtime fans. We now have 1,010 followers on Podbean. Uh, we have people listening on other, you know, on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast app, other other platforms out there, Spotify, different places. We're, we've now had downloads in over 40 countries that we know of, uh, the U.K. being number two, and suddenly, out of nowhere, in third place now, Russia. <laughs> I don't know if it's bots or... Putin influence. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but well, Russia. We were huge in Switzerland. We've got some, Russia. We got some fans in Russia. Like or at least, or at least one who downloaded every podcast. I don't know. We got a couple over there, at least. Maybe, 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 maybe many. Russia so, with the bronze. Yes, Russia with the bronze medal right now, uh, and forty states now. California number two, followed by Kentucky, followed by Connecticut, in Kentucky. Huh. So we got some Reds fans in Connecticut ESPN that are into us. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure before they go on baseball tonight every day. <laughs> they probably they want to check with they, us. They make sure, hey, if those guys posted a podcast see what, so, so we know what to talk about the Reds because nobody else pays attention to them. <laughs> anyway. Hey, they're only three and a half games out of first place. Four and a half. Four and a half now. Yeah, well, only three in the loss column. The all-important loss column. So, anyway, as a listener to our podcast, thanks for being one of the most loyal Reds fans ever. Um, we do have a five-star rating on iTunes and the Apple Podcast app, but we'd love more ratings and reviews. Leave us a review there, a comment on Podbean, or follow us on Twitter at 3 Old Reds Fans or Facebook. And speaking of that, let's go right to our listener questions. Um, it's about, since this is All-Star break time, I have a couple questions in regards to the All-Star break. Uh, on Twitter, one of our faithful Twitter followers, Dalton Spear, Dalton Spear at Daily Dalton. He says, how do y'all feel about the sleeveless jerseys? That's his first question. I thought they were awesome. Absolutely loved them. <laughs> too, bad we, too bad we didn't show any muscle Did you see, outside of that muscle yeah. in that game. Did you see Dietrich like wetting down everybody's arm? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. It was fun. And I, I, I wonder if they were so distracted by it they forgot to play that day. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It'll never happen again, probably, but it was fun. What did you think? Did you think it was fun? I liked it. I, I, I don't know if it was Tom Brenneman that made, made mention they were showing Puig, and, and they brought that the Puig brings the gridiron element to the sport of baseball. <laughs> they showed him out there with those yeah. guns. Oh, we had quite a few guys. with. I mean, Dietrich has some guns. Uh, Lorenzo, of course. Yes, Mr. Biceps. And Martin, or Hernandez. Dave Hernandez has huge arms, too. Yeah. I mean, I look at Puig with that blonde streak and that mohawk and those guns, and I'm sitting there thinking, the Rocky movie, Clubber Lang. Yeah. <laughs> it did. You're right, yeah. Exactly. Well, you could, you could probably play uh, play for the Bengals, too. They probably wouldn't hurt their defensive chances at all. <laughs> so then he says, and my serious question, can you guys discuss your opinions of this year's Reds All-Star? Reds All-Stars. Love the podcast. That's his final closing comment. Thanks. So, Thanks for the comment. Yeah, we appreciate that, Dalton. And so, originally we had one all-star, now we have two. So we have Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray. I mean, Castillo was a no-brainer. Yeah, Brainer. I meant to look up. When's the last – how many times have we just had pitchers as yeah. all-star representatives? It's happened. Was it 2014? It was just mentioned. In Maybe a Cueto was the only one. Cueto and one other pitcher. Oh, I know who it is. Who? Think Eugenio Suarez. He's not a pitcher. Alfredo Simon. Alfredo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got two starters oh, yeah, on that's that. Right. He had yeah. a great Simon first half. That's right. Yep. Collapsed in the second half, right? Yep. Yeah, and then we traded him for Eugenio Suarez. Um, great trade. Yes, it was. So, our all-star pitchers just got some, some numbers here. It's interesting. Castillo is eight and three. He's had eighteen starts. Gray is five and five and seventeen starts. But Gray's ERA is good. <laughs> yeah, three fifty nine. Castillo's is two twenty nine. If you now WAR is one of those interesting stats. 
especially because Baseball Reference does it and Fangraphs does it, and they're they do they figure them differently. So I don't know, I don't know which one to believe or which one's the best. But Fangraphs actually grades Gray higher at a two point three and Castillo at a two point one. Baseball Reference has Castillo at three point seven and Gray at two point two. So really, the big difference in the two is that. The main difference is that Castillo's walk rate is higher, 12.3%, and Gray's is 8.9. Interesting thing, that's the two highest walk percentages on the among Red starters, mm. and they're the All Stars. So well, I know I went, this whole thing about you know walks will kill you. They don't help you, but these guys walking some guys, but they manage, they they have good out pitches and the change ups and the curveballs and everything else, and they are able to work around it. I'm not I'd like to see them walk fewer guys. No, don't get me wrong, but they. They're pretty good at working around it. I went to uh, Gray's last start against the Brewers. I was at the stadium. He was just pumping strikes. You know, they keep track of balls and strikes. And, yeah. I mean, he was through like three innings and had like like eight balls. Yeah. You amazing. had free pizza by the fifth inning, didn't you? It, yeah, you're right. It was really early. <laughs> what, did he strike out 12 in eight innings that day? Yeah. He had um, a great, it was a great outing. Well, we saw him when we went the week been before. Yeah, he, and and he, he pitched was, pretty uh, well that night. I think the first two two to three innings, had five strikeouts, and we're thinking, okay, free pizza. And then yeah. the strikeouts kind of ceased by him and, and the uh, bullpen, but the Reds did defeat the Cubs that night. Yeah. So we're – see, I'm 2-0 and this year. You're 1-0, and Kim. How many times have you been? I'm at the opening day. So two, you're 2-0. Two 2-0. Two two so we're 5-0. and So that's the problem. We, we need to go to more we games. We do. We need to – just Season tickets next year. <laughs> yeah, we all have that time. <laughs> Yeah, not to mention the money. I'm always happy when Reds make the all-star team. What do you think? Pretty cool? Yeah, but I think it's a picture of this team, too, right? Uh, great pitching, third in the league pitching, and the hitting's not there. And, of course, that's who we send to the all-star game is pitching and not hitting. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and we had three guys. I think we had three all-stars last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we had Joey, we had Scooter. And Suarez. Suarez, hey, you yeah, what a right. difference, huh? It was huh? all offense last year. Was Iggy in it last year at Glazies? No? No, it was just those three. It was just those three. So, yeah, I mean, we're happy about it. Glad to see him there um, and everything. I think um, I think uh, Amir Garrett could have been a great candidate. Yes, yes. He's had a great yeah. first half. Yeah. <clears throat> he was, and a lot of people have talked about it. Three closers <clears throat> made it. Um, one of them is the guy from the Giants, but he's, the, I think, the only Giant that made the team, so... You know, everybody's got to get a guy on. And uh, so I think that hurts a guy like Amir Garrett getting in. But, you know, it is what it is. It would been nice um, if he'd have made it, but he didn't. So, um, And our other question uh, comes from Facebook. Brandon Lindsay he says, I don't follow the Reds very closely. Just one of the three old Reds, as in... He's a friend of yours, right, Kim? He is. So somebody you know from South Carolina, I guess. A fellow Gamecock fan. Fellow yeah. Gamecock fan. <laughs> oh, boy. Gamecocks, Reds, oh, tough. Jets. Jets, yeah. Yeah. But saw that Sonny Gray was named as an all-star replacement. His numbers don't scream all-star worthy, so what am I missing? His wins and losses don't, but I think everything else does. Yes, it does. Um, and... You know, they're looking at that less and less, uh, measuring pitchers. So here's an interesting thing here that I didn't mention before. Um, Castillo's ERA is 229. His FIP, which is the Fielding Independent Pitching stat, and the XFIP, which is takes in more park factors, I think. Those numbers, you read them just like ERA, um, but Castillo's are 366 and 378, so higher than his ERA. Hmm. Gray is 359 ERA, but then his FIP is 335 and his ex-FIP is 348, hmm. which means he's probably p- he's pitching better than his ERA. For those who know a lot about these numbers, that's what they say. And for Castillo, he's pitching worse than his ERA. Like he's... Which, in a predictive analysis of it, which is what they use these numbers, try to use these numbers for, that says Castillo's ERA will come up, which 229, I mean, that's pretty low. 
Not too many guys ever pitch have an ERA for a season like that. If he stays under three, he'll have a good second half, be a pretty good second half. Whereas Gray, the numbers suggest his ERA will come down, which it has been coming down in the, probably the last, what, five or five? two five, starts are five, really good. Yeah, at least the last couple for sure. So I think he, you know, yeah, Scherzer backed out. I mean, Scherzer's an obvious all-star. Um, they look around. Um, Sonny Gray was right there probably with a lot of other guys. Um, I was a little surprised when I heard he first made it. Yeah, I was I'll be too. honest I mean, I you. was, yeah. But I, I, I agree with Tom. It, you know, you, you take out the wins and losses. And, again, his first couple starts with the Reds, he pitched well. The team just didn't hit. No. Uh, but he is, I think, in the top ten in strikeouts per nine innings. He's in the top ten in hits allowed per nine innings. And I think he's in the top ten in fifth. Right. Uh, and you know, you just look at that and just say, what other starter? Because I was thinking, okay, Amir Garrett, but they went starter for starter. What other starter is deserving? Yeah. Who else would have been? You know, I, I, Gray, Gray doesn't stand out to a non-Reds fan, I wouldn't think. And, again, I'm a Reds fan, and it surprised me. But having said that, a baseball fan, who else stood out, stands out, that could have been there? Yeah, I haven't heard anybody – Gripe. Oh, so and so got snubbed because Sonny right. Gray got picked. Right. And I don't. I didn't see anybody that I thought got snubbed, and, and nobody else is fussing about somebody getting snubbed either. So that's probably probably true. So we feel good about Sonny Gray being All Star team. Luis Castillo. I don't care if they pitch or not, but <laughs> I well, mean, I sort of. It's not. It's fun to see him pitch, but at the probably, same. But at the same time, I'm not always. <laughs> I think I mean, I'm always big on my pitchers both, throwing an L-star. eligible to pitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they both probably can. They both might. Don't let them go more than two innings. How no, many pitchers well, do they carry? Inning. The starter usually gets a couple, and that, after that it's one. How many, Nobody how many gets more they, than one. How many do they carry on an all-star team? Do you guys oh, know? it's like 35 now, isn't it? I mean, pitchers. Team? Oh, pitchers. I, don't, I don't know how many pitchers they carry. I don't probably know not as many as the Reds do. <laughs> I mean, you think it's like six, seven, eight pitchers? Maybe? No, it's more than that. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's more than that. It's, it's double digits. I'd have to look that up, but I'm not huh. going to right now. But we could, you, you could, you could look it up. I'll look it up. So, all right. So here we sit. <clears throat> this part of the season, All Star Game, we're over halfway through the game. So, if you remember, not too long ago, we had a six game winning streak. And uh, we're driving to the Cubs. We're riding to the Cubs game that night, and they were just lost four in a row. Yeah. And I said, "Well, they're six and four in their last ten. That was my glass half full look at look at the world." Um, starting. So here's what I did. I looked at this today, and I thought, "What what have they done since they started that six game winning streak?" Uh, not that they're going to have more six game winning streaks, but they might have a couple four or fives. Since then, they're 11 and 8. If you start with the first game of that win streak, they're 11 and 8 in their last 19 games going into the All Star break. Three games over 500, obviously. Obviously, you can do that math. That's a 579 winning percentage. Okay, so bear with me here. So right now, they're 41 and 46. They're four and a half games back, three in the loss column in the division and in the wild card. Lots of teams to jump in both instances. The last show we did, they were eight back and seven back. Eight back in the division and seven in the wild card. So they've cut that in half. With 75 games left to play, if they were to play at a similar winning percentage, which I can't get it exactly the same, but five, let's say 573, they would have to go 43 and 32 to play at the same rate that they're played at the last 500. 19 games. They would get them to that, that would that would be 11 games over 500. That's a lot of series they have to win. Exactly. That would mean a final record of 84 and 78 which would be a 519 winning percentage. And the Cubs are currently 47 and 43 in first place. 522 same as the Phillies who are now number two in the wild card. So, that means if they get if they get to that, if they play that well, they would finish with roughly the same winning percentage as the Phillies and the Cubs have right now because they're both four and a half games behind them. Of course, we don't expect 
with Cubs, and we don't expect everybody else to play like 500 ball and let the Reds catch them by playing 11 games over right, right. necessarily. So the the thing is, is that even just playing that much better, or playing the way they have the last 20 games, gets them to 84 wins. Does that feel like enough to get into the postseason either as a wild card or win the division? It's really close. 84? Yeah. I don't think it, I think we have a better chance. It, it, you know, I can, I can only go on what where we're at right now. We have a better chance of the division than we do the wild card. I agree because that West division with the Dodgers running away with it, those second and third place teams are still have a lot of wins. Yeah. So, yeah, they're basically they're in the same boat, you know, both of them. More teams to pass in the wild card, fewer yeah. in the division. Right. So that's where you go. But so what I, but do you think eighty four is enough to win that division? Do you think you think eighty four and seventy eight can win the National League Central this year? If things continue as they have the first half, yes. It, it could happen. If. That's it, a big if. If right. the if the uh, Brewers and Cubs don't get hot, right? Right. So Cardinals don't seem to be a factor. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, think the Brewers and Cubs are the favorites. Yeah, I think so. I think those are the two teams. I, and I think the Brewers will do something to help their pitching, their starting pitching. I think they will. They've, well, they've, they've done that in recent years. They're a years. candidate for Tanner, Tanner Roark, yeah. Which I can't believe we'd trade him in the division. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I'd be shocked. So all I have to say is play it the same way they've been playing the, the rest of the year, the way they played like the last 19 games since the beginning of that winning streak, that gets you to 84 wins. If it takes 86, 87, then we're talking about playing being a 600 ball club the rest of the year. You know, so you know that's that. I think the talent is there. Yeah, is it possible? Yeah, if they start hitting the ball. But uh, but you know, Puig's been tearing it up. But daggone, Dietrich can't hit anything right now. Casali's terrible right now. Dietrich's like um, 230 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 220s. And, and Casali's not hitting. So you got nothing in the bottom of the. We say Preach so hot. He's still hitting 240. So. Uh, he's in the two. He's in the 250s now. But he's been hitting over 300 for the last. Yeah, and so month. is Joey. And Joey's Joey's been better. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. I mean, they did run into. It would have been nice not to get swept by the Indians, but I mean they did face two really good pitchers. They did. I mean they definitely put better they definitely put better pitchers on the mound than we did those two days. Well look, there's the it's the Goodyear blip going over. (laughs) Our podcast. (laughs) Sound looking out the side of it. It it sounds just like an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Sinzel has been our most dare I say consistent hitter. I mean Suarez and the the first well, games, he hasn't yeah. out hit Puig since no. in the last six weeks. I, I'm just saying, since he's been here, I think he's my most consistent. Well, hitter. Iglesias has been the most consistent hitter. Um, he's hitting 290. That's true. I, I would have to say, I think he's down to mid 280s now. He's kind of cooled <laughs> off a little bit. I, I think we've got a lot of him. We're and get. I know Tom's going to say my my man crush. Winker just hits the ball incredibly hard, but right at people. But if we can get Senzel. And Winker, you know, Scooter when he came up was his timing was way off, way off. Yeah, I think they rushed him. And I think I don't. I think maybe he felt fine physically, but he needed he, more time. He needed more time to get yeah. his swing down. Because and what was he doing batting fourth out of one the game? All right, that didn't make so, any sense to me. So guys, listen, I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I think it's time if if to show everybody they're serious about winning, they got to fire the hitting coach. They got to get rid of him and turn it over, and make a significant change. Because the problem with this ball club is hitting, and it's not just one or two players. It's been the whole team. It's a systematic problem. I don't know if it's too much analytics. I don't know if it's something of new philosophy compared to last year. I but you got to do. Either. You got to do something. If you just keep on going on as always, do you, are you really committed to winning? I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that. Votto has stopped attempting to hit at launch angles and just hit. I don't know if it's true or not, but we have seen the change in him. You know, his stance a little bit. Uh, been a singles hitter, but goodness, you know, and, and, and uh, Billy Bean, 
Just get on base. Yeah. Just get on base. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Do you guys agree? You need, I mean, you need guys getting on base, but this team cannot... This team has got to hit home runs because they, they cannot piece... They don't piece rallies together. How often do they get three, four, five hits an inning? They, they just... They do it one game you, where they'll score you, 14 you runs. You can count on one hand probably how many times they've had more. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, but they don't score many runs unless they're hitting home runs. Yeah, and somebody so gets I, a single and somebody gets a home run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's the that's the issue, or solo homers and stuff. And so do you guys agree? Do we fire the hitting coach? I don't, I don't know if that's the answer or not. I mean, I really don't. I don't know enough about. I mean, I think at some point, possibly yes, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if he's if he's messed him up. Um, I mean, I usually err on the side of of the coaches. You yeah. Know? So I'm not someone to always say fire the coach, but it's it's just that so many guys aren't hitting. It's not one or two. You know. Yeah. I mean, what's happened to Peraza this year? Yeah. Um, he's. He, he, he's regressed. I mean, he's been hitting the ball better kind of lately. Suarez. And Suarez is, is, is slumped. But then he, Winker, then, then he hit I a mean, bunch of home runs that one weekend, but now he hadn't hit since. Yeah. What do you think, Kim? I would be hesitant to fire the coach only because who knows. Now, if there is something about hitting for launch and focusing on that, and then you couple it with the results, then, yeah, that something, that that's uh, obviously been a disaster. But, but that I don't know. I, you know, I, I mean, I, it wasn't I, like they were Dodgers were bad hitters when he was out there. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, and they're hitting the ball this year again. I mean, we went from what? What were we, like 7th or 8th in the league in hitting last year? Well, we all sat here before the season began and said, okay, hitting's our strength. Hitting's our strength. And, boy, were we wrong on both counts. Thankfully, we were wrong on pitching since that's kept us, what, five games under 500. Yeah. Well, I don't but think to your point – if they're going to be serious about winning, something's going to have to change. Yeah, you need to do something, right? You just can't, you know, what's Status that saying? Quo. What's that saying? Uh, if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're always going to get the same results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's possible. I, I think we'll never know. I mean, we'll never know what a, what a healthy scooter Jeanette could have meant to this team right. this season as well. Uh, coming out of spring training being ready to go we'll just never know what that what he could have meant to this team yeah right. I mean uh, uh, Dietrich did a lot of good stuff early on but he was kind of the only guy doing it um, if that's, but he really if, wasn't he was just timely he, he was, yeah it was timely it was timely and, and I think we're seeing like he can't he was a terrible this weekend against breaking balls I think we're seeing what he is why he was a free agent I think I also this is probably not a real popular opinion, but I think we've probably gotten, as far as his bat goes, I think we've gotten all out of Jose Iglesias who we're going to get from a bat from a batting standpoint. Yeah, I, no one would have guessed he had as good as he did. I don't think he'll. I don't think I don't think what he's done this first half is really repeatable. I mean, it's not. It yeah, doesn't he, mean doesn't mean he's going to hit 200 the rest of his life, but I don't think I think to bank on him in the future as a as a solid as a really good hitter in this lineup I think would be a mistake now if you if you feel like you've got enough around him that you can live with his bat because of his defense that's another story yeah but if you're Bell but when he's, and you got somebody hitting 280 290 you've got to play him you got to play yeah you know, I don't mind yeah they had to play him I mean Peraz is the thing that gets me I mean he's he lost his job you know He's lost his job two years, two out of three years. You know, he lost his second base job to Jeanette, and then he played really well last year, and then this year he lost his shortstop job to Iglesias. Well, he uh, lost it himself. He did. He did. And so, who is he? Who who is who is Jose Peraza? Yeah. Is he the guy that got 180 hits last year, or and hit what 14 or 15 home runs, something like that, or is he is he the guy we're seeing this year? He's only 25. Of course, we keep saying. Two years ago, he's only 23, but now now he's only 25. <laughs> I mean, how how long is he only a certain right. age? I don't know. I mean, 
when Zach Cozart was 24 and 25, he was never going to have the year he had as an all-star. Nobody ever saw that coming. Nope. So, you know, maybe that's coming for him. I don't know. So, Which sort of brings us to the next thing I had on the list here, next year's roster. Who do you want back next year? Who do you let go via either trade or free agent signing? And who stays in the minors? So, outfield. The guys that are playing in the outfield right now are Winker, Senzel, Puig, Irvin. And by the way, the I will say this for David Bell, that three-game series with the Cubs, that weekend with the Cubs with all the left-handers, and he decided, I'm going to play Phil Irvin. Well, that worked out pretty well. Sure did. He hit like 500 that series. And <laughs> I mean, you, you can't look, you know, you're like, uh, you can't, looking back on it, how mean, it helped we, him win that series. How long do we have Puig? Uh, just he's a free agent after this year, and so is it's, Tanner Roark. Yeah, so let's can we stick on out? We'll stick with outfield. Sorry, can we do that? All right. <laughs> yeah, gotta keep train on the track here. All right, Winkerson, Zellpwig, Irvin. We've had Van Meter up. I mean, Scott Shebler's like long forgotten. I don't. Are, are you hurt with I, that, I, Jeff? Are you okay? Well, I, I mean, I feel bad for him, but, I mean, I still want us to have the best guys on the field, and he's not one of the best guys right now. I think you let Puig go, and you, you've got maybe Tramp, Tramel, how do you say his name? Taylor Tramel. Tramel coming up, and you got Dietrich Yeah, but he's in the minors. He, how, do we, how do we know he can even hit big league pitching? We don't. <laughs> Puig's expensive, though. Sounds familiar. I don't think Puig, I don't think he's a... I would sign him. Well, you really would? I give him five years. Wow. Wow. That's How, what I would do. Why? Because he is a proven commodity. Proven at what? To hit two sixty and twenty five home, home runs. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. Nothing wrong with that. How do you? How, what kind of a teammate you think he is? I think he's a really a good teammate. teammate. I think oh, he's a great come teammate. on, guys. I he's do. never been known as a good teammate. From what from what I've Dodgers. seen and how he has represented the, the the city, the the Reds team and everything, I am pleasantly pleasantly. You think they were surprised. just bad rumors from from LA? I, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who knows? You know, but, bad you know, wrong wrong we, foot we with some guy. Follow. He was young, coming out of Cuba, not knowing. You know, trying to get used to living in the United States. Young guy. He's 28. He's at the perfect age to to give him a long term contract. He's 28. He won't be 29 till December. Free agent out. I mean, he's a proven thing in the outfield, and, and our outfield is really not that proven. That's true. So, if you think about it, I mean, we got guys there we like. We like Winker. We like Senzel. Irvin shows a little bit. We got Tremel coming. We got Siri coming. We got all these younger guys we like, but we need a guy to build our outfield you around. Sound like me? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, you know, these you start throwing out these minor league guys, and like that's why I said, well, those guys haven't proven I anything. Just, I just I don't trust. I Brady, like him, but maybe I'm wrong. I like him. Jeff had pointed out something when we were on the uh, on the way to the Cubs game. He had a site pulled up on his phone of all the outfielders who are free agents, and the one outfielder that you would even say would be in Puig's category to pick up Starling Marte. Starling Marte. That was it. other than that, Tom. There was nobody hmm. that would be in Puig's category. Interesting. Nobody now, to sign. Now, which I means think, I think Pui, uh, I, I don't know after yesterday's game. I think he was up to about two fifty. If he can hit two sixty, and you said twenty five home runs, uh, he's going to hit thirty. All he things could. all things being equal he in could. this ballpark, yeah. he's going to hit thirty easily. Yeah, because he's already what at nineteen. He's at twenty. He hit his twentieth the other day. Yeah, he was twentieth. So I, I, I don't know You're that I would yet. say five. Obviously, his agent would like that. You might have to do it to get him, and I, I'd be yeah, willing I, I to do it. I get that. I get that. But I would – three to four, yeah, for sure. I, I think I – would, I, would, I would keep him too. His defense, even when he was down to 200, his defense is just so attention-worthy of He's got all the opponents. You know, I like and, his heads-up base running. And the game, games too. the game we were at, a little dunk into right field or something. No, he had to go to his right and pick it up, picked it up. And the guy, the hitter, rounded first and took like three or four serious steps. And, you know, Winker, Senzel, anyone else, they're going to quickly throw the ball in. <laughs> Puig just stands there, 
He's got the ball cocked like he's going to throw it, and the guy, and he just puts his arm down. Well, he like waved. Say, he waved him with his like left arm. Say, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for go it. Go ahead. He actually with his and glove crowd, hand waved him towards the second. The crowd just loved it, and that that reputation of his outfield has probably saved us quite a bit. That I don't know how you measure it, but it saved us quite a bit. Bottom line, nobody runs on him. I would look reputation. to keep him as well. I, yeah. I really would. I, would. I I would not have guessed that last year when they traded him, but no, I do think he wants to get paid. I will say that. I'm pretty sure he wants to get paid. Yep. You know, like he's going to probably, unless the Reds come through and say, we'll give you five years and really give him a really good uh, offer, what seems like would be competitive to him. Does he love Cincinnati enough? Do Is he want- willing to do that? Does he not want to go through free agency? At the end, at, at the least, they have to make a qualifying offer, which means if he accepts it, they get him for one year for that amount because if he if they make the qualifying offer which probably be around a last year was around 18 million for one year if you make that and then he goes somewhere else and you get some compensation and draft picks for it so you at least get something back well you mentioned trammel and siri okay the thing would sit let's say that winker bounces back let's say sinzel has the type of career that we he's had all along i'm going to transition a little bit to the infield if Scooter doesn't come back after the All-Star break and hit 330, I don't see us keeping him. Uh-huh. I have no clue, but I don't see us keeping him. That brings Senzel to the infield. You have a spot open for a Trammel or Siri. And and so that allows you to have the young minors to come in with some veterans beside. Yeah. Well, my I, question is, do you want to spend $18 million on an outfielder? Yeah. Or you want to spend it on a pitcher? I, well, with what they've... No, I'd spend it on an outfielder. I mean, you would? They, they've already right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you got a choice between spending on solidifying your starting, I would rotation. pay. Would you pay eighteen million for Ro, Yasiel Puig or Tanner Roark? I don't know how old or Roark Alex is. Wood. <laughs> how old Roark? He's thirty-two, I think. But no, I wouldn't spend on him. Something like that. I anyway. mean, you, we all know pitching is more important than an outfielder. Well, I don't know. We got all this pitching, and we're 41 and 46. (laughs) Come on. You guys all know. (laughs) I don't know, Tom. You know, I I don't call him just an outfielder. You hear it's all about pitching, but it's not. It's about balance. It's about hitting and pitching. We're we're seeing that right now. And the the Reds, the the big red machine, I was was wrong when Jeff brought up the stats about how effective that pitching staff was back in the mid-'70s with – Gullet and Billingham and Nolan thinking, okay, those guys were more even Freddie Norman, they were more effective than I realized. Here's what you got talking about signing guys, our own guys who would be free agents and looking elsewhere and maybe making a trade and doing a sign and trade thing like we did for Sonny Gray last year, which was which was a great move. Red's estimated payroll this year is $129 million. Right now, they only have $57 million committed to next year because of the number of free agents they have. So, 72. that is, what, $72 million difference of, about? Is that right? Did you just do the math there? So, out of that $72 million, you know, and if you, and if you're, and if you have room for your payroll to be even more next year, maybe be $135, $140, you know, there's there's room for that because well, listen, I'd, the guys I'd sign, I'd, I'd sign everybody if I had the money. Well, I know it's just you know, I mean, know. Well, you Ro- gotta make those decisions. All right, Roark, Jeanette, Wood, and Puig are all making between nine and a half and ten million. All four of them. Um, Hernandez is two and a half. Jose Iglesias is two and a half. Jared Hughes is a couple million. He's got a three million dollar club option if they want to keep him. They can keep him for three million. Um, the Matt Kemp salary goes away, um, and uh, Zach Duke, we were only paying him two million, so that really doesn't matter too much. So that that's what you're looking at next year. I mean, um, there's a lot of money. There's a over half of their current salary is in play for next year. So what are you going to do with it? And I'd be fine with giving Puig that kind of money for that year. I really would. And I, I don't because I don't think. I don't think you're going to see Jeanette back. I, I think if they would have 
I think if they were gonna, do you, do you feel like if they were gonna re-sign him, they would have already done it like before this season? Yeah. Isn't that the injury <laughs> curtailed his leverage? Yes, and we don't know what, and, and it might get Alex Wood for really cheap. You exactly because we talked about that last time. He may not time. even come back this year. Now his back's bothering. Him. Yeah, well, he's doing a rehab. Yeah, but his back hit back tightness the other night. Yeah, after after the start the other night in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we may not see him this year. So you may get him next year for seven, eight million again. Yeah. Now, you know, Di Sclafani goes to arbitration. He's only making a little over two million. He would make more money if they keep him. Lorenzen is making one point nine. He would go to arbitration. Peraza is making two point seven. He has a second arbitration year. Casale's uh, making nine hundred fifty thousand. He has a second arbitration year. Um, Barnhart, Rizel, Suarez, Gray, and Votto are under contract for next year. Those are the only five guys right now who we know for sure what they're going to make next year on this team. Votto, Suarez, and who? Iglesias, Rizel, Iglesias, and Barnhart. Those are the only guys under contract for next year. Iglesias? The rest, I thought he was one and done. I said Rizel, oh, Iglesias. Rizel, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Jose. The rest are free agents or arbitration. The free agents are David Hernandez, Jose Iglesias, Jared Hughes, Tanner Roark, Scooter Jeanette, Alex Wood, and Yasiel Puig. Um, Di Sclafani and Dietrich have one last arbitration year and are free agents in 2021. Um, so that, you know, and, and Winker's pre-arbitration, Garrett's pre-arbitration, Luis Castillo is still pre-arbitration for one year. Those guys can't go to arbitration next year, so they're not going to make any money. Although the Reds could come to Luis Castillo like they did to Suarez yeah. and a Barnhart and say – Hey, let's let's get you under contract for the next six or seven years. And they they could do that. It's riskier with a pitcher, but they could do that. In the interest of time, go to infield. You talked about the outfield. How about the infielders? Who would yeah. you bring? Well, it, All right, we know, in we, know the cor- we know set. the corner fielders. Yeah. Otto and Suarez are set. Who's 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 the double play combination next year? That's a great question. Barring something unforeseen with Jose Iglesias in the second half, I would do my best to get that guy there. I would say that unforeseen, barring, I would say that unforeseen is probably something that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to hit. I don't think he's going to keep hitting at the same pace. If he bats 250 to 260 with the type of defense that he has, remember where we were the past couple of years up the middle on defense. If, if he can hit 250 to 260, which is his average, maybe even a little bit better than that, Yeah, I try to sign him. Well, that's that's the eternal – the big question is, always is, what do you, what are you willing to trade off for offense, defense, right? There's always, com- there's always that. There's always that. combination of Peraza and or Sinzel to fill yeah. in at second. I mean, as, as, good as, we, as good as we feel about Jose Iglesias as a hitter right now, he's still – is a below average offensive player in the National League. Number, the, the numbers, the numbers, the overall numbers, he's still an and, overall below average offensive player in the National League. And that's why I mentioned his defense. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, he's batting 282, but his on base is only 315. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't walk much. No. 4.5% of the time he walks. He needs to do like uh, Dietrich and lean in. Yeah, yeah, he needs to get hit more. Did you see that Stafford Dietrich the other day? 18 homers, 18 singles, 17 hit by pitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stat line I've never seen in my life, and you will probably never see again. Oh. Um, you know, his slugging is 390. You know, he just – as a yeah, he's got a good batting average. He's been a timely hitter. He's got like this crazy runners and scoring position stat, best in yes. baseball. But you know that's not sustainable. I mean, he's not going to do that forever. So I think – the, the big question for me in the infield is Jose Peraza. What are you going to do with him? Well, you've already said what you do with him. He's in your future. If he's you in my future, him. you play him. Yeah, you've already said. If he's well, in my nice future, you both. Play let him. him let him play off in the spring training. You know, I mean, Iglesias would be a great 
backup utility. Oh, I yeah, he's a great utility guy, and, and, and for sure. I mean, look what. But well, that's what we expected him to be, right? To be this year, and then he had to play every day because Scooter got hurt. Right. Well, that and Peraza. And Peraza has done did that's nothing. That's why got Dietrich at second a lot. Yeah, but still, even with, um, you know, even with that, quite because nobody in the in the organization, there's not a shortstop who's really ready. I to come up. I there's not a defensive whiz, a guy that can hit. Now, there's some couple guys down there that they like, but they're not there yet. Um, and so that's that's the big question. I If, if Jeanette and Dietrich weren't on this team next year, I think I'd be okay with that. I, I, I don't... I don't depend on what with depend that. on what they get, but I think I'd be okay with that. Just because again, that frees up a lot of money, and you go out and you spend. You can go out and find something. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to say Scooter was second in the batting title last year. I know. So I mean, that's how many people are like that in major leagues? If Scooter had not been hurt and he's batting three ten to three twenty, like he and he's has. doing like he normally has, my my answer is you keep him. Yeah, but we don't know what he is anymore. And that's not his fault. But that's just really. Yeah, it's kind of sad, really. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, two I, awesome seasons. And yeah, I like the guy. Yeah, and everything, but we don't know what he is. He's a good representative too. Yeah, and I and I think, I think Senzel's in Senzel's in center field opening day next year because I really don't think the Reds are going to get Tremel or Siri or anybody else like that to the majors that fast. Uh, they're both, I mean, we're looking at double-A. What level is I, I, I could, I, He's in double-A. I could see him at some point next year, if they move him up to triple-A here and let him play some of this year triple-A and a little bit of next year and men maybe getting a shot. Um, just depends on what the big club is doing and what they need. Um, you know, they've been giving Phil Irvin a chance, but I don't think... I just feel like he's a fourth outfielder. I can't believe they think of him anymore. It just feels like they, they don't do. think of him as any more than a fourth or fifth outfielder. When you try to when you try to figure what do the Reds when you're trying to read their mind a little bit, I think they see I think they think Winker's a starter if they can get him, you know, if he can come around against left handers. I think you're right on Irvin. I think the general consensus we all had that night we went to the game was if Tucker Barnhart hadn't got hurt. Irvin was back on I-71 going back to Louisville. Yeah, he was. He was. And, uh, he certainly was. Okay. All right. Um, so, Dietrich Farmer, utility guys, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Barnhart, Casale, you know, it wouldn't hurt to get an upgraded catcher, to be honest with you. I mean, they, they, they went after Real Mudo, yep. didn't get right. him. So, I, I really think I would not be surprised to see them try to upgrade catcher this year. Yep. Now, they like Tyler Stevenson, but he's still more of a double-A guy right now. I don't know. But, I mean, really, double-A and triple-A, there's not a lot of difference. Um, guys come up from double-A in the past. Luis Castillo came straight from double-A. Guys have done that. Guys have been in double-A, short stint at triple-A, and come up. It's not unusual. It's not a lot of difference, but we'll see. We'll see. I think if you – like I said, I think if you think Peraz is in your long-term plans – he plays almost every day the rest of the year. Since Zell plays every day, Quig plays every day, and you sign him. Winker obviously should start every game. There's a right-hander on the mound. And if it's not a really good left-hander, especially if you sort of drop in the standings a little bit, you got to get him some experience hitting left-handers. I think this is a make-or-break year for Winker. This could be like a Shebler year for Winker. If he plays all season and peters out, it could be. I think he's a better hitter than Shebler. I think he's a. I think he's a better. I think he he's. A, I think he's a better be. hitter. Seems to be, but he's not. Has a, he's not showing up in the stats. Well, it certainly didn't for a while. I mean, he has been hitting the ball better lately, but most of them have. It's just still not clicking all the way around, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's revisit our uh, trade of the century. We've talked about. The big uh, trade with the Astros in 71, last couple shows. Last time we talked about Cesar Geronimo and Ed, two times ago, and then Ed Armbrister last time. 
This time we're talking about Jack Billingham. He was one of the third of five Reds who we got in that deal for Tommy Helms, Lee May, and Jimmy Stewart. So Billingham pitched thirteen pitched in parts of 13 seasons, debuted with the Dodgers in 68. Did you know huh. that? He was then drafted by the Expos in the expansion draft, and then they traded him to the Astros after the draft to complete an earlier trade. You remember, remember when I used to have the uh, – for future considerations in a trade or for a player oh, to be yeah, named yeah, yeah. and all that. They don't do that anymore. But um, So, anyway, for his career, he uh 7.4 war, which isn't really that high, um, but that's what he did. His career record was 145 and 113. He had a career 383 earned run average. Um, why did the Reds – why were the Reds interested in him, in him? Well, Houston wasn't very good then, right? but they had some players we wanted. In 71 with Houston, he won 10 games. He was 10-16 and 16 on a bad, on probably a pretty bad team. Had a 339 ERA through eight complete games and three shutouts, which nobody ever does that anymore. Mm. So that's that obviously why they had interest in him. He's been in the league three years. He's still a younger guy. Wins 339 earned run average, guy we liked. And probably pitched pretty well against the Reds a couple times. That was one of, I was always one of Sparky's things. You if there's a guy who's pitching well against you and you have trouble with him, go get him. That's why he got Fred Norman. I've heard him talk about that. Who do you think was the number two pitcher on the big red machine? Who do you think was the number one? Gullet was number one. Yeah. Who was the number two starter? Depends on what Billingham. years you're talking was about. Billingham? Billingham had back-to-back seasons. I believe he was 19-10 and 10 and 19-11. and 11. Yeah. Back-to-back. And he had the opportunity to get to 20 both years, I think. In, in he was... He was uh, Billingham was the number it, it, I don't think they tried. Well, not the years starts. they won the World Series. He I don't wasn't. think they had quality starts back then, but if they did, I would think Billingham yeah. would have had quite a bit. So in 73, he won 19 games. In 73 and 74, he won 19 games. He had ERAs of 304 and 394 those years. He was fourth in the Cy Young in 73 and sixth in 74 in the voting. Uh, in six years with the Reds, he was 87 and 63, a 385. 45 complete games. Wow. <laughs> the, the, the five guys in the start Reds rotation right now will not combine for that in their career. Right. 18 shutouts. Uh, he averaged 211 innings, and in 73 he pitched 293 in a third innings. <laughs> Made 40 starts that year, too, I think. Really? So yeah. that's average over seven innings right there. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. My goodness. Amazing, yeah. So, I mean, like we said earlier, they had better pitching than we give them credit for. Yeah. Um, you say but, he wasn't the number two one of those years. Who was the number two? Uh, Nolan. You think? No, 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 no. Well, maybe when they won. The, I was thinking more like when they won the World Series. Nolan started a game in Yankee Stadium, so I would think it would have been Gullet and Billingham. Uh, Billingham started game. I'll tell you. He didn't start I'll, game two? Here, I'll tell you. I got I got. So what we know? What's he most famous for? Is is uh, oh, he gave up a home Jack. run. Well, he gave up well, a home run on an opening day, and I'm going to tell you, 1974. Okay, I that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> You're not? No. That's what I know him for. Do you know what his career ERA is in the World Series? No. Do you not know this? I think it's a record. He, all right. He pitched in seven world. He started three World Series games in his career. Seventy-two between seventy-two, seventy-five, and seventy-six, he made three starts. Was all. But he pitched in seven games. He pitched in relief four times. Because you know you shorten your rotation and all that. His ERA in twenty-five and a third innings in this World Series was zero point three six. That's that's like a record it's for cool. the yeah. Wow. So he gave up one earned run in 25 and a third innings. So what was I thinking about? You were like dubious. He gave up four. home run. Oh, he gave, oh, he gave out. He, he gave that up oh, to Hank Aaron. Okay. All right, all right, 74. I wasn't tracking with the year. All right, all right. <laughs> Al Downing's more famous for giving up the record breaker. And Tom House caught it in the bullpen. Yeah, and Al Downing, Al Downing was number 44. Hank Aaron was number 44. There's a bunch of fours in the whole thing. Billingham's one less. Yes, yes. He struck out 19, and he walked nine in those 25 and a third innings. So his, his World Series appearances, I have a summary here. In 72, Reds are down 2-0 to the A's. They win game three one to nothing. 
and uh, he started that game, and he beat Blue Moon Odom one to nothing. Complete game? I don't. He went eight or nine. I don't know if it was complete. I didn't write. I didn't make a note wow. of that. Shut up. But he went like eight innings. I can tell you. Uh, no, he only. Well, I don't know which game. Or Bone or Clay Carroll. Yeah. I'm not sure that he went the distance, but we could look. You, you can look it up later if you really want to know. So he start. He also started Game Seven. So that series went seven games. Reds are. He allowed one unearned run in the fifth, in five innings. He only pitched five innings that night. Allowed one unearned run, and then Bourbon came in in the sixth, and gave up two runs, and they got beat three to two. Because so he. Um, uh, he gave up back-to-back doubles to Gene Tennis and Sal Bando, and they got down three to two and got beat. Um, so Bourbon was the came out of the bullpen and blew it for him. In '75, he started Game Two against Boston. Uh, they won three to two. He went five and two thirds, gave up two runs, only one was earned. Eastwick got the win in relief because the Reds scored twice in the ninth to win that game. Single uh, RBI single by Concepcion, and, and then Griffey doubled him in. Um, and that won that game in the ninth inning for a walk-off. He pitched two more times in relief in that series. Uh, in 76, he won game two in relief of Fred Norman. So both of those series, he, I mean, he Nor- pitched game two. No- Norman, Norman, Norman was the game two starter in that series. Interesting. Uh, huh. He entered in the seventh with one out and the bases loaded. Um, so, yeah, Norman gets in trouble in the seventh. Loads of bases. Billingham comes in. He gets Thurman Munson, grounds out, lets one run in. And then he, he gets Lou Pinella to ground out to end the inning. Then he threw two perfect innings, and the Reds won the game in the bottom of the ninth against Catfish Hunter. Doggy. Yes. Against Catfish Hunter, who pitched in a complete game. Well, he eight and two-thirds because he it was a walk-off. Another walk-off. Billingham's involved in all these walk-off games. Uh, with two out, Griffey reached on second. He got reached base on a throwing error and got the second on it on an error on shortstop Fred Chicken, Chicken Stanley. And then they potentially walked Morgan, and then Perez lined a single in the left field, and they won the a game. A hard single, is that? Yes. Mr. Clutch. Yeah, yeah, Mr. RBI. Um, so then they traded him to Detroit in 78, and then they sent him to Boston in 80, and then he soon released after that. So that's Cactus Jack. Um, episode 42, Uniforms. Of course, the most recent red to wear number 42 was the entire team. Well, didn't uh, Griffey change his number first? Wasn't that he, like the first one had the idea? Did he have the idea? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I think he had the idea when he was playing for the Reds. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so um, so what year was that? When? How long have they been doing the Jackie Robinson 42 thing? They had to wait. Was it Rivera? For the Yankees, they had to wait for him to retire till he was like the. There was a player, and it may have been Rivera. I don't Rivera, remember. He did wear forty-two. Had to wait yeah, right. for his number, him to be done, and then they did not issue the number. So again. nobody else was giving it out at, the, at some point. Correct. They'll give it out when everybody else is out. We'll go to it. All right, because the last guy, the last red to wear it as his own number, was in nineteen ninety-six. A pitcher named Roger Salkeld. <laughs> There's a obscure form of red. Here's a guy, 89-90 pitcher. We made fun of this guy before. Rick Mailer. Oh gosh. Wow, that's a name from the past. Those are in 78 and 80. Bill Bonham. Remember Bill Bonham? Got him from the Cubs. Yeah, he was a pretty good starter. 76-77 Santo Alcala. Had one decent year with yes. the Reds. Pretty good as a pretty good as a rookie. With long, same year as Zachary, I think. Pretty um, good, but then after that, he it just was nothing. he he loved throwing base on balls. I mean, he just that, <laughs> that's what he was known for. He ended up going to the Expos, and I think he was done after that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, all right. Well, guys, that's all I had on the docket. Are we good? Red's gonna come up the play. Red's gonna make it. Are they gonna fade bad? Or are they just gonna hang around? 
You know, I saw something the past five years, how far they were out of first place. The closest they were out of first place at the All-Star break in the past five years was like two or three years ago, nine and a half out. One year, 21 and a half out. Another year, like 18 and a half. Another 11 or 13 out. So, I, I you know, I, I temper that they're only four and a half out with the fact that the whole division is, ugh. Yeah. But, but that's also you can't control the whole division. You just say, okay, we're in it. We're in it. And so I... I they're know, in it because of their pitching. I, we, right? need, yes. we need a money ball moment. We don't need 20 in a row. We don't need 12 in a row. But we need a bunch in a row. They and just need to win series. Things happen. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take that 11 and 8. I'll take that 11 and 8. That'll get you 12 over. I, I know you said yeah, that. Yeah, 11, 11 over, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, if they if they have a winning record and are in the hunt, I will feel good about this season. If they f- if they fall apart, I won't feel good about it. The only way they I'd, fall I'd apart, rather I'd rather be teased and not get it than just completely. I think there's less of a chance they fall apart this year, just because of the solid pitching. I, I yes. agree with that. Oh yeah. yeah. But then if they're not in it, do they give up Roar? Yeah. Do, do I don't. Well. Here's the here's the issue on that that I wonder about is Roark. What's the market? And what are you going to get for him? I mean, I know I agree. I, I don't think you get he's much. He's not fun. a top tier starter. You're not going to get. He, he's a he's a third fourth starter right. at best. So what can you even what can you get? Matt Harvey was looked at strongly by the Cubs. And so there, there may be a team out there that says, you know what, we'll take the – if his next two starts have built upon why he's done his last two to three starts, there'll be interest. Yeah, but what – to Jeff's point, what would you get for him? Uh, I, no, what I would they give you? I, I mean, don't know. you know, the Cubs might have strongly looked at him, but the Cubs might have not offered anything of value. Well, you I mean, you're not going to get a – they gave away Chapman. I don't think you're going to get a top ten – Prospect. I don't, I don't either. For a row arc. I don't either. So what but do I don't know. Back of pretzel. I mean, we got Luis Castillo for Dan Straley. And Tanner Roark and Dan Straley, that's the same guy. I mean, there's but not Luis much difference. Castillo at the time was not. Well, the Reds, the Reds had scouted and really liked him and really really liked him. He came straight up from double-A. They really liked him and they wanted him. It's a Mario Soto project. And if they they find a guy, if there's a guy out there like that, whether it's a pitcher or position player, that they think a team is undervaluing and they're like really high on him and and they want a guy like Roark, they might do that deal. But I I wouldn't give him away. The Reds signing him for an extension. I would not mind it at all. Oh, he would. I think he could get a. If the Reds offered him, what's he's making ten million this year. If they said we'll give you, we'll, more. Get, we'll give 12 you twelve million. No, he's making ten. I know, but say right. Say oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Thirty-six. I do it. Two, that's two, probably a good deal for a third number three starter. Yeah, two or three years. We'll give you twelve million a year. You want to stick around? Be part of something that we think and we'll is let you getting go better. Six and two thirds twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean that might be a thing where a guy like him might say, you know, I want to go pitch somewhere where they're going to let me throw more innings. I don't want to stay here. I will say but. this. You read Sonny Gray and his comments about Derek Johnson. You look at the Brewers last year with Derek Johnson. If I'm a pitcher who's who, who is looking to really strengthen my repertoire and thus my career, Derek jo- hold on to Derek Johnson. Yeah. Do not let that guy go. And fire Turner Ward. According to Tom, <laughs> you gotta consider it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's a beautiful evening. That pool over there is going to waste. The unit turned off. So. Oh, the air conditioner just turned Let's off. If, if the buzz, if, <laughs> if there was a huge buzz in the background, that was the air conditioner. We're sitting out on the deck, enjoying the sun and the evening and the nice evening. I, beautiful night for baseball. So stinking hot here last week, and now it's 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 Home warm. But it's tonight. not oppressive. Right. Oh, home run derby. Yeah, who you got in the home run derby? I got that guy for the Mets, that rookie. What's oh, Alonzo. Yeah, Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. I'd love stud. to see him win it. He's a stud. That'd be cool. Or or Josh Bell. Yeah, uh, Yelich backed out. No, I don't want to. 
You know, I don't want to see Bell win it. I Chris don't want Cross any, would be too happy. Yeah, I don't want point. any pirate. No pirates. I, I, we don't like the pirates. Okay, I'm with you. If I was, if I was the guy who got to pitch to Josh Bell tonight, I would, I would pitch him inside. <laughs> have hurdle, have hurdle on the mound. He'll, <laughs> he'll plunk him. <laughs> Did you see how Madden got mad at him oh, the other day? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, said it, they said it. Well, he wasn't mad at Hurdle. I don't know how you could. I don't know. We, I don't know who, who was he mad at then? He was pointing to the dugout. Was he? Did they not? Was it the Bat Boy or who was he mad at? I I would have yeah. figured it was Hurdle, but yeah. someone said it wasn't Hurdle. But that's that's the Pirates. That's the Pirates. Despite what Chris Cross says, that's the Pirates. <laughs> Stats don't lie. <laughs> that's right. Where else can you get hit by a pitch every other inning? Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We'll be back. Uh, hopefully this uh, next time we're back, the Reds have gotten off to a good start here, continued the way they've been playing um, in the so-called second half of the season, even though we're already into the second half. But uh, I think if by the 1st of August, the end of the trade deadline if we're still hanging in there two three games out and a couple games out in the loss column the first place and maybe jumped a couple people jeff if they're if we're that's two what you gotta be games out that's what that's what i want to see we'll be three happy old reds we sure yeah, will i will be yeah something something change the podcast i haven't man. watched a lot of august baseball in the last couple years you know i haven't watched a lot of baseball in august so hopefully we'll be Dying to turn. I like stuff to be on. scoreboard watching of the other teams in yeah, August and September. We That's don't fun. want to be treading water, do we, Tom? <laughs> treading water is scary. Sink or swim. We're going to yeah, swim. I don't want to hear the word rebuild ever again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you next time. With that said, go, go Reds. Reds.